Hey, it's Karen Hunter from the Karen Hunter Show on Sirius XM Urban View. Here's a highlight from today's show. No one was surprised of the acquittal, but what's next? No. You know, we, we have um, several attorney generals, Georgia, New York, others who can file criminal charges. Uh, I keep reading about Ivanka and Jared's $150 million haul during the last four years in office. They were able to benefit greatly financially. What recourse is there for the American people uh, in terms of justice or accountability with this Trump family uh, and Trump in, in particular, in particular? Well, two things, Karen. First of all, Jamie Raskin, the lead house manager who prosecuted this case, proved and had a majority of senators convict Donald Trump. It wasn't the supermajority that was needed, so he was acquitted. But nonetheless, the majority of senators and the entire world now knows without a doubt what Donald Trump is and who he is. And that will haunt him for the rest of his life. It will haunt his family. It's going to haunt his business dealings. And he's going to be, and going forward, he's going to be wound up in uh, legal problems pretty much and and financial problems, economic problems for the rest of his life. He's got a billion dollars in debt coming due. He has no visible means of income without being able to bilk his supporters, which is what he's doing right now, is that's his business. So he's gonna he's gonna continue his tent and roadshow as long as he can. The real question for the Republican Party is not what happens to Donald Trump, because honestly, if I never hear another word out of that man, I'll be happy. If I never have to discuss him again, I'll be happy. Every bit of oxygen he takes out of the room takes away from what we really need to address. But what and what we really need to address for the Republican Party is that funds, those funds, that money that he's able to garner. And who's going to take that? The reason why you had those 43 senators voting for him is because not all of them, not just one of them, but pretty much all of them think that they can uh, garner those funds and use them to promote themselves. You're going to have Mike Pompeo, Josh Hawley, all those people at one point in time, Jim Jordan even, they're going to all want to run for either, in Jordan's case, probably the Senate, and in Pompeo's case, President, Hawley's case, President, uh, and Lindsey, perhaps the same thing. So they're going to want to use that money and that power that Donald Trump has for their own ends. That's the only reason why they voted for him. And the only reason why uh, you had Mitch McConnell, who has no soul, we talked about that before, the reason why McConnell voted for him is because he wants to continue to control the Republican Party. And he can't do it if he voted against Donald Trump because there are those there are that many senators and members of the House of Representatives who still support Trump. So going forward, it's going to be legal and economic entanglements for Trump. Disaster for the Republican Party as uh, they continue to be uh, pushed aside. It's going to be dangerous, though. What what concerns me, though, Brian, is that, like, the fact that the whole Congress can unify and give a standing ovation to a Eugene Goodman, you know, and and they (laughs) – but at the same time will not vote to convict the president for what he caused. What does it say about the country, and, and, and are we able to bounce back as a country if the Republican Party can't unify on something as extreme as this, right? Like you would think with everything that you just laid out, these things will follow Donald Trump's legacy, will follow his family. You would think that he wouldn't be able to bounce back from this, yet he still has power such that Republicans are still 
having to, you know, kiss the ring in order to remain in power. So it's not the I ring mean, they're I kissing. It's big, it's flaccid, and it may be shaped like a ring, but it ain't a ring. Going forward, I think that question has to be asked every day and look to see where we are four or five years in the reelection and in the, well, even just two years ahead and when we look at midterms. The biggest thing you have to remember about a lot of those people that supported Donald Trump is a lot of them didn't vote. Now, he had 74 million people that voted for him, but when I was at the riot and the insurrection in D.C., a lot of those people, the, the hardcore people that came out, don't believe in the American democracy. They don't. They, they, and I asked them, and they didn't even vote, I, I, which just floored me. I mean, I, I'm going. Wait, wait, wait. What Actually, that's. We're a place our government with. That's <laughs> scarier. Go, oh, you got that. <laughs> The, the, the thing that you have to do, the thing that we all have to do going forward, if we really want unity, if we really want to march the, the country in the direction it should go, is to get involved and vote like we did this time. This election should be a clarion call to everyone who's ever been marginalized, everyone who's ever been discounted, the poor, the, you know, the, the, the black, white, uh, green, yellow, orange, whatever. If you get out and vote, they can't stop you. No matter how hard they tried, they could not stop what happened. And it's people like Stacey Abrams. It's people uh, you know, it, across the country who organized people who for the first time got out and voted. And let's be honest, the biggest problem we're going to face going forward are voter suppression. I mean there, there are mm-hmm. states across the country already trying to enact voter suppression legislation to make sure that the minority rules. And that's not how the country operates. So in order to stop that, we have to get involved in hell. People have to run for office who think the way that we do. That's, you know, James Carville, when I interviewed him years ago, he said, you know, the Republicans do, he goes, he admires their work ethic. They do the right things as far as work goes for all the wrong reasons. Mm -hmm. And Democrats and liberals do all the right things and in all the wrong ways. Let me so let me tell you, you I'm involved, under under underline that what you just said. Brian Karam is here. Brian uh, J. Karam uh, with an M at the end. He's almost Karen, but it's not. And then Domati's here as well. <laughs> Domati Pongo. Um, I was watching this weekend. Lara Trump is looking to run for the Senate. You you know Ivanka's <laughs> going to run for something. I'm, you're laughing. You're laughing. But I'm going to say Marjorie Taylor Greene is in Congress right now. So don't laugh. Yeah. Don't laugh, Brian Karam. You're right. Well, I laugh they- at her every chance I get. Every time I see her walking through the halls of Congress, I <laughs> ask her where her alien babies are that she's going to eat for breakfast because that's her big Q and Hansa, and that drives them nuts. But, but she was. Right. You can't- she won. She got elected. So we can laugh. Yeah. And what you and I think what you said about the majority of the people at at the insurrection, the majority of traitors didn't vote. So what do we do with the 74 million that actually did vote if the majority of the folk who showed up to commit an insurrection? That's even scarier because you're telling me that they didn't even vote. Yeah. Well, what you really need to do, a lot of those 74 million people that voted for Donald Trump, I'd say 20 to 30 million of them are really hardcore racists, hardcore supporters, hardcore misogynists, hardcore aging white people who are scared to death. They're going to lose what they're really – they think they're losing their rights, and what they're really losing is their privilege, and they can't figure that out. And so going forward, in order to 
win over some of those votes, you're going to have to have people who, uh, who, who speak plainly and talk in facts. And I think that you'll find that a lot of those people that supported Donald Trump won't support Donald Trump if they feel that there is an alternative that is, is palatable to them. A lot of them didn't even like Trump. It's just they dislike Biden more for some reason, uh, basically because he was uh, Barack Obama's vice president was part of it. Um, but moving forward to, to defeat that, and, and remember, the hardcore people aren't that numerous. And I don't understand how a woman could ever vote for Donald Trump, but he had a lot of, uh, he had a lot of women voting for him. Hell, he well, had yeah. African-American voters voting for him. I, I keep getting this email every day from Diamond and Silk. And, you know, I didn't even know who they were until they started cursing me. So I, I, I don't even know how to go with that. Donald Trump is a con man and a grifter. And those people that support him and support that, that, that totalitarian wing of the Republican Party feel that Donald Trump has smiled on them. And I, I think if you found someone who was less uh, uh, radical than Donald Trump and someone who talked more common sense also would listen to some of those people, he would lose those votes. 866-801-8255. What, what do we do with their message uh, vehicle, right? So Donald Trump is off of Twitter, which is good. You know, that, huh? <laughs> I get the sleep nights now instead of yeah, I mean, two or three I, in the morning when he's tweeting stuff and my alarm goes up, and then I got to write a story about it. I'm so glad that's gone. <laughs> I, and I got I got to follow POTUS and FLOTUS for the first time in years. I'm so happy. I'm yeah. like, oh. Okay, it, it's like I have you know PTSD or something. Uh, but Parla announced <laughs> we all uh, today. <laughs> Parla announced that it officially is relaunching its platform, um, mm. and it won't have to rely on quote unquote big tech to operate because you know it was shut down when all of the tech companies said you don't have a server. <laughs> Amazon yeah. server, nope, you can't. So, but they 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 have found a way in. All they need is mm. is a platform. Uh, what do you think about this? Well, I think it's better to keep the, uh, the the crazies in the sunlight so you see them and can find them a lot easier, to be quite honest. When they go back under the woodwork and start hiding, that's when it's it's hard to figure out who and where they are. If they want to come out and propose their nonsense in the light of day, it's going to make it a lot easier to prosecute. I mean, that's the whole thing about, you know, what the insurrection. How did, you know, there, there was, it, it's a conspiracy. The FBI has, no, the FBI didn't have a conspiracy to uh to go after the 200 people they've already indicted. Those idiots put what they did on Facebook, Twitter, <laughs> TikTok. And I mean, at the end of the day, even an idiot in government could see it and go, well, gee, that's illegal. I guess we'll arrest him. Here's the evidence. And, you know, it didn't take a whole lot of investigating because, you know, I can tell you that there are some people in the FBI that really don't know what they're doing. But, I mean, I, I know people in the FBI who didn't even know what TikTok was. But, but see, then you've got stories about how, you know, one dude doesn't, he needs to eat only, what, organic food, so he's getting new meals. And then you've got someone else who's awaiting trial and says, oh, I paid for a trip to Mexico before I got locked up. Can I go to Mexico? So there's this leniency, and it makes me wonder. Sometimes I feel like, let me know if I'm being too extreme in my thinking here, but I think it's because I come from a country, because I come from an African country. I've seen that America is a young country in the context of world history. And I think democracy is a lot more fragile than we want to believe it to be. 
And if there aren't going to be real consequences for people who try to overthrow the government nor the man who incited them to do it, it makes me feel like this thing has the potential to crumble, crumble far sooner than we're really acknowledging. Am I going too far off the deep end there? And why shouldn't no. I believe that we're? I mean, our fa- our founding fathers said, "What kind of government are we going to have? A republic, if you'll have it." Democracy is always fragile because it takes the involvement of people to do it. And yeah, we are a young country, and and yeah, you look at Europe and some of, they've settled some of that nonsense, but they had to go through two yeah. world wars to do it. The big problem I have with the way they've dealt with some of these people, let's talk about the Rittenhouse case in Michigan, the teenager that they won't reindict. Look, man, if it were me, <laughs> if it were you, if it were – first of all, you might get shot. Me, they just look at my big mouth. I'm talking in jail. I'll never get my mouth. I'm sorry. That's, they treat people differently in this country based on money, power, color of your face. Yeah, absolutely. And that's, absolutely. So, that's yeah, it's very yeah, fragile. Like we're we're going to cut off our nose to, to spite our face as a country. I fear that in the analogy that Karen gave just before you came on, Brian, that, you know, we'll burn down our neighbor's house, even if it means that our own will catch on fire. You well, know, we've done that like for a long time. I remember the, the Watts riots. Remember the riots after Martin Luther King died. I remember the, the uh, desegregation no, 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 no. Those cannot be compared. Those cannot be compared well, no, to what we are in right now. Only no. because people, I only compare them because in in I was there at some of them, and people were, but no, they were yeah, but, but the intent is different. Like what we saw with I the folks. I don't say that the intent isn't different. The results are what I'm looking at. It, yeah, um, but if you don't believe that this is a house that ever welcomed you in, you're not burning your own house. So well, you know, it's true, like I, this is not my house. I mean, I was in. I was in uh, the last. And, and let me just be clear: I'm not, I'm not condoning rioting, and I'm not condoning people burning up stuff. But I'm saying I understand. I think we're actually agreeing. I, I, I think we're actually agreeing. What all I'm saying is that we have to look at if we're going to change it. Then again, that goes back to involvement, and in, and in so that we don't do. I don't want ever want to see anyone burn anything for any reason. I don't think that that's a, a conducive way for social change. And it, it always causes problems. Mm, and the far right, uh, well, look, I don't know, but I don't know. Far, look at it. It empowered the far right. Everything that was done, I was in, I was in Lafayette Square, and there were no violent protests, none. Black Lives Matter was one of the pe- most peaceful protests I ever covered. And what happened was, is that the people that the soldiers. And I call them, they were, un, they were not even, un, they were unidentified soldiers. They came out <clears throat> that Trump brought out so he could do a, 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 a Bible. He could hold up a Bible and have a photo op, right? And they used that and a fire that we don't know who set as an example for the far right to go out and get even more violent. Here's what I think. I'm going to go with Martin Luther King. Violence. No, no, but but Martin Luther King at the end of his life recognized that um, things were not what he saw. And I think think there's a lot of, hold on, hold on, Brian. I think there's a lot of well-meaning people who aren't really seeing, they don't need an excuse. You know, you're saying it pushed them. They don't need an excuse to be pushed. Do you understand? Like they, they didn't need it. They used it. But it's, but it's fake. It's fake. Yeah. They're just, you know, so, yeah. so we're, we're, it's like we were having this conversation about, you know, 
this is not professional the way your hair is, you know, like as if, if Domity showed up completely, you know, clean shaven, he's still black. So at the end of the day, we can contort ourselves to try, well, let's not, let's, let's heal. Let's bring it together because we want to, you know, let's not upset them. Let's not upset them. They, no, they, that's not what I'm saying. Okay. <laughs> no, I say the only way to handle a bully is to thump him in the face. However, th- there, there's a right, I think there's a, a smarter way, not a right way or a wrong way, but a smarter way to thump him in the face. And how do these people, re- what really affects them? What do they really value? Power and money. So they can use, if you give them tools to use, they continue to take the power and the money from the people who have none. Remember, that was the LBJ thing. He said, if, you'll, if you give a poor white guy someone to look down upon, hell, they'll, they'll turn on their black neighbors. Hell, they'll, they'll, give, they'll empty their pockets to do it. This is a That's really, what this you're worried really about. This is a really interesting discussion in so much as, Brian, you're saying, like, don't even give them the leeway. Don't give them the rope. Don't even give them something to hold on to. But what, what Karen's saying and what, what, I, what I tend to agree with as well is even if there was no thing, they would create the thing they to hold on to justify the So how do you defeat that? If they're going to use it, if they're going to create it themselves, what's the best way to defeat it? Get involved. Don't let them use uh, – do not let them use public funds. Do not let them engage in voter suppression and vote them out and diminish their power. That's the only uh, way. That's that the only agree. way you can defeat it. All right. Get them out of there. Because when it comes down to it, they don't have – when it really comes down to it, and I've seen these people up close. They're not loved. They're bitter people. And no one wants to be around that much bitterness their entire life. You know, hell, you can't even – I can't even have a conversation with some of those people because they cannot ever laugh. They cannot ever have, enjoy life like the rest of us. Mm-hmm. They're so damn bitter and so damn hateful. It, it's hard to be around them. And when you expose that by getting involved, when you vote, when you organize, I mean, that's the thing that defeats them eventually. I just don't like them using um, – I really abhor them using the tools – of communication and using people one against another uh, to further their ends. That's what I don't like. Hey, this is Karen Hunter. You can listen to the Karen Hunter show live every Monday through Friday at 3 p.m. East on Sirius XM Urban View Channel 126 or anytime on the Sirius XM app.